Hello, I'm Alice Arnold. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast. Today, my guest is the dancer, Wayne Sleep. Welcome to the Magic Musicals Theatre Podcast. In the studio with me is Wayne Sleep, the legend that is Wayne Sleep. The legend. Now, Wayne, I do like to offer everybody who comes into my studio a cupcake, and here we oh. go. Oh, wow. But they're mini ones, so it's like one they're bite mini, and it's they're gone. Huge. Well, they're not. They're they're mini. For for you and me, oh, Wayne, they may sleep. No, they may me. seem quite big. Which is that? It, that looks like the popcorn kiss, one. Popcorn. Yeah, that's that's popcorn. That's popcorn and caramel. Um, it's wait. like a tree. I mean, we it, could decorate it for Christmas. Oh, we could. oh it's like a little tree. <laughs> it, it, and would you look like you're going to enjoy that? Well, it's bigger than I me. I think you are. <laughs> the reason that Wayne Sleep is in my studio, oh, yeah. we should crack on with this, really, <laughs> is that, Wayne, you oh. are appearing in Aladdin in the Cambridge Arts Theatre playing Abanaza. Oh, no, d- I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. Which one's Abanaza? Abanaza, he's the evil one. He's usually about six foot four. <laughs> So and that's like, the twist that's the at the twist. Cambridge Arts Theatre. Because I'm it's five foot two. <laughs> Same height as me. Yes, and yes. Are you going to be ad-libbing or are you sticking to no, the no, script no, in I'm, this pantomime? No, I'm sticking to the script. It's, it's all in rhyme for me, which is great. Because well, it helps me remember it. it. Are you a regular panto performer? It sounds like I've you are. I've done 24. Well, yeah. So, I couldn't right. get one last year. Oh. Because I haven't been on telly enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, well, no, you've been on telly a lot recently. Yes, because with the, yes. You, well, the with, real magic. Exactly, Hotel. the real Marigold Hotel, oh, which I love. Is wonderful. Did you like doing that? Oh, I love it. I've just you, been to Argentina and Vietnam with three others. And where do you think you would like to end up? India, the first one. Yes. The the, oh, yes. the original. Yes, I mean they all have their own qualities and fantastic individual things about them, which is wonderful to visit. And would you do that? Would you seriously leave England well, for I, your... Well I, wouldn't, well, I wouldn't leave, but I mean, I know... Well, I came back to England after being my first visit to India, which I'd always wanted to do. It was on my bucket list. But you've got to arrange it. You can't do it in a weekend. You know? It's mm-hmm. about three weeks, yes. Need so. a visa as well. Yes, it's exactly. quite tedious. Oh, yes. And anyway, so I came back and I found out that a lot of um, friends of friends go out and live there for six months of the year. They work from their computers. They rent their houses out here. They're on a pension, which is 200 quid a week. And it's 200 pounds a month to live there. And it's just fantastic. And every time we went out of the door of this house we were staying in, the street was totally different than it looked yesterday. There's pigs today. There was cows yesterday. And there's the people are selling anything. And it's just, you know, it's like being in Disneyland as yeah. well. <laughs> No, I I went once and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. Yeah, was, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you had a hip replacement. Yes, did. Yeah. Do you want to see it? Don't look. No, I don't want to no. see it. No, no. Do, do you want to see no, me? Well, I can see that it doesn't look Here like you've now. Wayne has got up as this is radio. <coughs> ah! Oh, he just kicked the. <laughs> he's just no, kicked right. the chair. It's all right. We've, Mine's metal. I didn't feel. We've pain. we've never had so he, yeah. that. He's doing the high kick and his leg is up and round his shoulder and jumping up the. I don't I think got... we've had anybody dancing like that in our studio before. This oh, is a first. First time I've but danced on television, on radio. On ra- <laughs> I was once paid to tap dance on radio. Beat that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Amazing. But what that's was that with? irrelevant. What? It was a radio drama a long time ago. Oh, fantastic. Anyway, that was, that was incredible. Wait, you so I've hold... got a titanium steel 
down in the middle of my marrow. And then at the top of it, I've got a ceramic ball and socket. How about you? And, <laughs> and no, it, clearly no pain at all. No pain. I mean, the anything. next day you come out after a hip operation, you think you've gone to heaven after eight years of pain every day in the night. Yeah, it's wonderful. And now it's, it, a wonderful and now it's gone. And you hold the world record, I read this, for doing um, an entrechat, entrechat dues. Entrechat. You can tell I'm not a... It's not an entrecot. Non-entrechat. I know, it's, isn't that between cat, it means, actually, literally, well, or something? No, well, I don't anyway, know. I mean, 12 I of them. I mean, I didn't pass my French exams, but I've just realised I've been speaking it all my <laughs> life because all the terms are in French. They are. Yeah. Do, you, do you hold that world... Can you still do the entrechat dues? me. It's crossing your... It, each leg counts as one. A dues is 12 in French. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, and land. Um, and from a standing position, jumping and crossing your feet difficult. lots of times. So, I mean, yes. an entrecot. Oh, he's, up, he's off again. I'm Wayne is again. now. He's up again in the I'm studio. Don't try and do it now. I'm worried no, I'm about this now. Just doing an entrecot. One, two. Yes. So now the so demonstrating. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six in one yeah. jump. Yes. If that, I'd had oof. a run in, I might have done it better. It's a small studio. I wouldn't well, expect you to do it in and here. And it's so fast, you can hardly see it. Yeah. What, so do, what's I, the point? You'd have to video it and slow it down to know that you'd done I know, the 12. That's what we did on the yeah, Castle shit. <laughs> <laughs> Record anyway, back to the pantomime. Oh, yes, no, you, you run workshops for children. I mean, yes. for young dancers. Yes. Do you think the stigma thing of boys and dancing is now going away with all these dancers that we now see on the telly and it's um, become a really cool thing to be a dancer now? Well, in England, think? it's always been a stigma. You know, when I was seven, as soon as they heard I could, I went to dance classes, even, not even ballet at that time. I'd never tell them I went to ballet class. And I used to hide my Royal Ballet School badge um, on my jacket when I was catching a train home to the northeast in case somebody got me some, you know. up. Yeah. But now it's not like that at all. I mean, I think because it's been televised a lot and people see the sinew. And what's wonderful is that we there were five boys to 25 girls in each class um, when I was at the Royal Ballet School when I was 12 years old. And now it's 50% boys, 50% girls which it never was before. No. The training now is, is fantastic. And so with all the training, making them more athletic, making them more amazing, I think they're outshining, you know, some of the girls now, which is amazing because yeah. it was always a girl's world. I mean, men were there just to lift and heave them around, these bodies. <laughs> you know. But um, that's what we were used for. But you see, your your um, your sort of idols were, were Jean Kelly and Fred Astaire. And no. it was interesting, Darcy Bustle, I heard her talking the other day and she said when she it was Ginger Rogers for her so there weren't ballet dancers for you and it wasn't ballet dancers for Darcy and yet mm. you both ended up in ballet mm, yes. as opposed to in well, musical theatre well obviously now you're in pantomime all but. there was was a BBC show on, on Sunday afternoon on TV it's the only channel we had and um, it would be um, Hollywood movies or something and it would be on two o'clock and the first thing I saw was Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers in black and white and I went, that's for me. I love the music. I started dancing class when I was four or five and I just started tap dancing, that's all. Then we moved to the northeast, and I went in for a competition. I didn't know what that was at all. I was eight. I sang Five Foot Two Eyes of Blue. How fortuitous. But anyway, so I did that and I tap danced and my feet turned out which is the perfect stance for a classical ballet dancer. You've got to be born with all that stuff. No point in trying to make it work on your body, break. So 
I didn't get the medal for the tap dancing at all because it was all wrong. Um, but the adjudicator said, where's... She gave me first place in the biggest cups and all that, blah, blah, blah. And um, she said, where's that boy's mother looking around? He must learn ballet. My mother crawled out of the Methodist Hall. <laughs> but it happened. Well, it happened, and it happened in, in a huge way for you because very few ballet dancers become household names. I mean, mm. they, they don't. They don't cross over into popular culture, but, but you did... The, why, why do you think that happened to you in a well, way that it didn't happen? I was happen too for... small to go in the Royal Ballet. I, won, um, I went, came down to London when I was 12. They said, oh, have a go with him, Mrs. Sleep. He might do something. And um, 300 children were applying, about 200, 300, in a queue with me when we got down to London at 9am in the morning at the Royal Ballet School. And I was number 13, and by seven, by 4.30 that afternoon, there was only seven of us left. And then they said, um, well, go away and we'll send you a letter. And I got the scholarship, you know, and I went from the rugby club as hooker in the West Hartlepool Tech to um, Queen Victoria's hunting lodge in Richmond Park. Yeah, and that changed right. my life. But then, you see, they invested in me, giving me all this free tuition, and I didn't grow. So I wasn't going to get anywhere. I was too small to get in a ballet company. So I had to be, you know, quite, you know, very, very athletic and have to do things twice as much as everybody else to warrant me being there. Well, there were some months where all the boys had to be in one line, symmetrical stuff. Well, it would be awful to have a dip in the middle, wouldn't it? That would be me. <laughs> so I was given time off, and I did theatre, I did... Um, I did contemporary dance, I did tap, I did jazz, and I learned them all to the level that I was at ballet. And so I started being on television and things like that in my times off. So that's what helped me establish myself um, with the public. Mm. But in the end, quite frankly, because I was sat from the Royal Ballet and then I was reinstated by the board of directors and it was the audience who kept me there. The audience has always been my boss. And they're the ones that have always supported me through my life. No administration, no nothing. And just to feel that wonderful warmth of applause afterwards, like hopefully we've got in Aladdin at Cambridge. Yeah, Cambridge. Well, they may be booing you, but that will yeah. be your applause because well, you're playing the do, baddie. Uh, just yeah. very quickly, Sorry, Wayne, can I just ask about your Christmas? What, what, will, will you be in Cambridge or you come back? to What are you going to do for Christmas well, Day? Well, I'll probably go up to Norwich to see a friend of mine who lost her husband this year. And we just do the day there because it's only an hour on the motorway from Cambridge. So we won't be having our own. We usually do about 15 people, but we won't be this year. Um, and um, I'll be doing a workshop in Cambridge, a Christmas workshop with about 50 kids. I teach jazz, junior and senior, and I teach ballet, junior and senior. And then I am starting to develop a class and a syllabus for people of my dotage, grown-up people. I could but go to that. Yes, and I'm going to form a group and we're going to perform it. Oh, I couldn't go to that. Yes, you could. No, no you'd be in I it. couldn't because I can't dance, Wayne. Well, you will. No, Listen, can't. You're musical. You're obviously musical. So I'll tell you what, I can make anybody dance. Well, there's a promise. How much do you bet? Well, a fiver. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Wayne Sleep, thank you so much. Appearing in Aladdin at the Cambridge Arts Theatre playing Abadaza.
That was the Musicals and Theatre podcast. And if you enjoyed that, then why not subscribe? It's absolutely free to our channel on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also hear me every weekend morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic. 